didn't we get our conversation over with yesterday? I mean, do we have to have another phone call this week? I mean, it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, the DC Universe shows us its offerings. Oh, yes, please. It's the future. We wait on news from San Diego Comic-Con panels. It's going to be a weird year. Who's going? Who's not going? I don't Mm -hmm. know. Uh, We've got more leaked Marvel promo art for you guys to feast your eyes on here Mm -hmm. and more. Uh, it's like a it's like a repeating cycle. It's like once a year. I feel like we're talking about like leaked promo art, and it's just like, well, they got to make those limited edition popcorn buckets somehow. So they got to send that art art off sooner than rather than later. They got to get the investors in early, man. And these yeah. people who do it, they have no shame. They're like taking screenshots and leaking this stuff left yeah. and right. I don't know. I, I feel like there's a big toy expo every year, and I don't remember if we've passed it already yeah. or if it's we, later this year. We passed it. It's early. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I would expect the toy expo will come around again, and then we'll probably – that'll be like the first time that we see like Ronin's armor will probably be from like a leaked toy and not actually in the Infinity War Part 2 trailer. Uh-huh. Yeah, I honestly have no idea what to expect from that. But we do have some interesting stuff on on Infinity War 2 or Avengers 4, whatever we want to call it later. So, Ooh, um, all right. Yeah, yeah very interesting. Um, I wanted to go ahead and just straight up apologize, Mike, for not getting Luke Cage done yet again. Uh, this, um, Well, we talked about last week, all our appliances in our kitchen were delayed uh-huh. until Tuesday, and then... We got that at like I forget what time six seven in the morning they decided to deliver those so that throws your whole day off right there when you have to get up a couple hours early and but we are moving right along our, our house is not done everything was kind of in but I did watch the first two episodes uh-huh. uh, and um, I I actually I'm really enjoying myself a first off taking time and watching them because I'm like oh, okay I don't have to rush through this yeah really enjoying it and um it's not I don't know I mean. We we may talk about it later, but I'm I'm actually don't mind this season as much as I thought I would. I was kind of dreading going into it from the last one, so um, I'm glad to feel like I don't feel like it's heavy handed from the last season. Yeah, so. I'm about I think I'm just over halfway through the season now, and like the biggest advantage that Luke Cage has to just any other superhero show out there is just Mike Coulter himself. He's just mm-hmm. such an infectious character. He's just so he he just. He's so subtle, but he, like, commands every scene that he's in. And then I just – I mean, since you've seen, like, the first uh, two episodes now, like, don't you just love that part where he just, like, walks up to a dude, slaps him on the forehead, and he just, like, falls over, like, knocked unconscious? Like, that, I, that's just, like, that's the gem. That's what I'm always looking for in these episodes. He is just slapping people left and right all over mm. the show. Um, they, they took out the punches and went straight to slapping. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they kind of explained that a little bit. Um, yeah. But I, I'm actually very – I forgot um, Reg E. Kathy was – Kathy, however you say it, was in the show this season. Um, and he played Mr. Fantastic – or not Mr. Fantastic um, – Sue Storm's dad in the most recent awful Fantastic Four movie. And I'm really loving him in this one. So he's the preacher. If, oh, if yeah. He is um... – 
I'm sure someone would correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he was also in The Wire. He was, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got really confused there at the beginning because he kind of looks a little similar to uh, uh, the the manager for Luke Cage, just the guy that also hangs out in Pop's Barbershop. So I got confused at first. I was like, wait yeah. a minute. He was preaching, but we haven't seen... I was like, okay. So I got it all figured out. Um it's a little hard to understand the Jamaicans still, even halfway through you know, the season. I felt bad. I'm like, I'm going to have to start turn subtitles on in yeah, some of these episodes. There needs to be an option just to turn it on uh, for them. But really, I, I just kind of concentrate and I try to feel the emotion of the scene. I'm like, okay, the Jamaicans are they're mad right now. Okay, I know they're mad. Okay, they're excited here. Like, oh, they're being they're being a little coy here. I don't know what they're saying, but I can tell the inflection of their voice is coy. <laughs> yeah, it's really. I mean, of all the people in the first two episodes, it's been a heck of a ride. So I'm I'm, I'm really excited to see where the rest of the season goes, and hopefully, we will be able to um, finish up our cabinets this week and clear out the watching area so we can knock that out. Yeah, man, it's uh, just it's it's summertime, and you're getting uh, bombarded with adult behavior. I mean. There's, yeah. there's not much you can do about it, man. Well, like I said, we, we, we did price this out last year to have someone else do this, um, like late last year, early this year. They wanted over $10,000 to Woo! do what we're doing for like $500. Uh-uh, so, that's, that's, steep, that's steep. That's yeah. too steep. That's really cutting into your uh, pop vinyl budget, man. Yeah, it is. So uh, although it is taking a little longer than you know they would have taken and we are having to do a little bit more ourselves, we are saving a buttload of money in the long run. So um, I'm, I'm just kind of happy about that at the, at the end of the day. Um, and then also I want to say I did sign up for AMC's A-List, their movie pass. Um, oh, look at they, you. Yeah, and um, it, they came out on Tuesday – so I didn't get to see anything by Thursday, but I plan on hopefully using it uh, this week, maybe, if I'm not too busy watching Luke Cage, to, I heard, to see I what heard, it's like. I heard the stock price of MoviePass, like, plummeted when AMC made that announcement, so... Uh-huh. And uh, then AMC, like, or MoviePass, like, nixed a bunch of other things they had, like, that was good going for them, too, and they're like... Like, was it surge movie pricing and stuff like that? Well, so. th- I don't understand how surge movie pricing is going to work because, I mean, I'm sure you can correct me, but it's a monthly fee to have movie pass. You know, I'm, you're either bill, you either like pay for the full year up front or you pay every month. So do they just like automatically bill you a little bit more just if you have to pay the surge price? Like if you want to go see like a premiere movie, do you just get like an extra like three bucks taken out of your account on top of the $10? Like that seems like a weird billing challenge that they'll have to tackle to do surge I, pricing. That, 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 I didn't even think of that. Um, but I think um, – I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. If anyone has movie pass and they're probably not happy about their surge pricing for popular movies – um, I, I guess we have to figure out what that is because it works like Uber does, you know. Um, because like when there's a convention or something on, Uber prices go through the roof because of the demand. So that's what this is. So surge fees would start at two dollars. Um, nope, doesn't say how it would work, but I mean, I'm I'm excited to use mine. So, um, anyway, yeah. So that's that's what's going on, Mike. You you made a, a life changing this <laughs> weekend as well. Uh, if you want to talk about it, I, I think it's really cool. Oh, but. man, I uh, I kind of thrusted my uh, old man body into the future. Uh, I've turned 30, so I've decided to celebrate by finally owning a video game console for the first time in a really long time, and I went with uh, the PlayStation 4, 
which is really kind of crazy because I haven't held like a DualShock controller since uh, the PlayStation 2. So it's really weird for me like knowing that I I missed out on like an entire generation of gaming when it comes to just on the PlayStation side of things. So there is just so many games that I could go back and play. Uh, I mean, the entire Uncharted series, like for example, like I was looking at the PlayStation Greatest Hits selection, uh, like these all these like twenty dollar games, which I know are amazing. I've just never played them before, and there was an, an, an there was an Uncharted game in that category, and I was like, well, I can't get that because I think there's like thirty Uncharted games before this one, so I'm going to be really out of pace. And I really love story-driven games, so like I'm not going to jump mm-hmm. in halfway into it. Like if I'm going to play it, I'll play it from the beginning. So it's just crazy to know that there's this entire like you know PlayStation exclusive back catalog that I haven't touched. I haven't played like a Metal Gear game in like a decade because for the longest time it was exclusive to PlayStation, and then when it eventually came to Microsoft and Xbox, I didn't have like an Xbox One, and my Xbox 360 was I don't know just old and covered in dust, and I don't even know if that was playing Metal Gear at the time. <laughs> so I'm just I have all of these possibilities in front of me, and I don't really know how to take it in, but. It was a real, like, tactical decision because, like, I had a really old, slow Blu-ray player that I've been wanting to replace for a while. So this takes advantage of replacing that. I've also wanted some sort of uh, home theater uh, system replacement because I'm just using this really old, tiny computer that I'll probably still use for, like, uh, maybe, like, more computer features, like downloading things. Um but uh, it's nice to be able to like put plug in all the streaming apps into like one console, and I don't have to worry about using like a wireless keyboard to navigate like Windows Seven on my computer. So this this serves a lot of purposes, not just video games, mm. but it's just weird like being a kid again. Uh, I bought Last of Us, so I played that a little bit. So um, this was really. In uh, anticipation for the Spider-Man game coming out later this year, yeah, I mean, that's gonna it looks, be huge. It looks good. Yeah, it we're looks both so good. we're both gonna play it. I, I mean, I have a feeling since this is the first time we've ever both had the ability to review a video game, uh, we'll probably do our maybe our very first ever spoiler cast review for a video game, a Spider-Man game. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I think it'd be fun as well. And also, what I really enjoy about current generation consoles, Mike, is you can screen capture your your gameplay. So oh yeah, my video my, clips. my controller has a button I've never seen before on it. It just says share and I was like, what is this share button? Like yep. if you <laughs> tap just, it it takes a picture, if you hold it it does a video. Oh man, it's just so weird. I feel like I'm just in this whole new uh level of technology and people probably are just like laughing at me right now. Like look at this old man trying to figure out <laughs> how to work a video game, but yeah, I was. Uh, I had to figure out how to use party chat. I chatted with you a little last night. Yep. You held my hand as I figured out how to um, yeah. how to make an account and everything. But it, things are going smooth so far. So as soon as we're done recording this, I think I'm gonna go play some video games. Go play some video games. Well, yeah. I think I think it's really cool. And um, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of remastering video games. Like I'm like, this game has already been out. We don't need to remaster it. Like, but for the imagine. Next but imagine if you've never played it before. <laughs> but but this is a situation where I also skipped PlayStation Three and went to from PlayStation Two to Four and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting to play Ratchet and Clank, looking forward to the remasters of Crash Bandicoot and all those other ones. Um, it's cool for me. So for you, I'm like, well, Mike's gonna start over from fresh and learn everything from the ground up. So you take us along on that journey, Mike. I'm really excited to, you know, be along with you on that. Yeah, so. subscribe to the Superhero Slate podcast to to keep up with a 30 year old that's relearning how to play video games. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and also, lastly, I just want to say, um, I know maybe no one will care or, or know anything about this, but we've updated our site to be 
uh, SSL certified. Is that is that the right phrase here? So. I- yeah, I guess so. You don't have to have like the anxiety if you happen to visit our website. Worry that yeah. I guess there's malware on it. The, the, it's not like I'm like I made the website from <laughs> scratch from my own bones and code. Like there's no malware in there. We don't even have room for it. Yeah, you, and you really don't have to worry about that stuff on a website that doesn't have logins and also doesn't serve ads. Like we don't serve ads because it's if we ever did, it would be like in the podcast. Like we'd mm-hmm. be reading sponsors, so it's pointless to put it on the website. And also there's no like usernames and passwords so for for the few people who do go to the website and aren't just subscribed in their podcast <laughs> app um if you come across any issues listening to it please let us know immediately i mean we we are learning as we go that's the beauty of the show is we've taught ourselves yeah. a lot of this from yeah, the pa- ground up so. uh pa- pat on the back to chris for uh this is basically future proofing the podcast because uh what you saw that some podcast feeds out there in the future are going to require https feeds yeah. I believe is what you said. Yep, yep. To get our statistics and make sure you guys are getting, you know, feeds without any delays. Or uh, I think also the speeds are faster on getting stuff. So yeah. everything all around, we just went ahead and just went all in this week. And um, I'm 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 happy it worked. That's yeah, that's. Well, re- I told Mike, I'm like, man, I don't know. And just <laughs> did and, and look at all works. the look at all this little behind the scenes that you get uh, at the Superhero Slate podcast. We're just trying to make sure that you guys are always getting the news every week, man. And whew, we got some news this week. We got some news, so that's what we're here for. We're not here to talk about Playstations. Mike, quit trying to sell us PlayStation Four. Okay? <laughs> we already. Oh, got oh, them. real quick before we move along, uh, we have to say uh, congratulations to a friend of the show, Quentin Parker, who yes. got engaged yesterday. Congratulations, sir. Congratulations. Uh, a boy becomes a man, and I think uh, I summed it up perfectly yesterday when I said, it's a great day for both of us. You got a fiancé, and I got a PlayStation. So, uh, <laughs> And I got to have White Castle because my wife was at a, a concert. So we all won yesterday. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So congratulations, uh, friend of the show, Quentin Parker. He yeah. will actually be uh, at Comic-Con with me in a couple weeks. Uh, we like to call him Man in the Line, so we'll have to see what long lines he waits in for us. But I just realized the Spider-Man game might very well be at Comic-Con this year, so maybe I'll get a little hands-on with it. It is. Remember, I sent you the screenshot of the panel. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got to get inside of a VR headset and try that VR. We might be talking about that a little bit later on in this episode. So Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love it. So uh, in the biggest news this week, though, I think this is very rare when we get to actually put DC at the top of our show. Yeah. The DC Universe has unveiled a lot of details about its service. Uh, pretty mm-hmm. much everything but the price at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so we're going to take a look in here, and the first thing we got is a first look at the app they're going to serve it up in. And I've got to say, I kind of like their app, Mike. It looks simple. You know what you're doing. you got comic books. You've got TV shows. You've got animated movies, live-action movies, and like the number of things that it comes with as well. Yeah, so, I mean, the DC app for me, um, I was kind of already sold on just the idea of being able to watch some of these new series because they just seem fun and entertaining. I wanted to see the Titan show. A Swamp Thing just sounds weird and cool enough to work on like a, a series. So, um, you know, I'm already sold in. So all of this other stuff is just kind of plussing it up. Um, you know, uh, we're getting like possible comic books and some other back end shows. But I do have questions that might get answered maybe when we talk about some of these other bullet points. Okay, yeah. So you guys want to take a look at the app? It's here. It's clean. It looks like Netflix, really. I mean, yeah, a less crowded Netflix, a more themed to DC Netflix. So um, it's can, like 
It's like a uh, any streaming app, but if you turned it like dark mode on. Just yeah, <laughs> it's very gritty. It's a very gritty app, if you will. Um, so that's really cool to look at. But on this thing, like you said, you're going to be able to stream movies, TV shows, including Wonder Woman 77. Is that what it was? Yeah, uh, I think so. In HD for the first time. So they've upscaled that to HD to put on here. Batman, the animated series. We've talked about this. The Flashpoint Paradox, so the animated movies. Um, you can also watch the live-action Superman and Batman movies and read comic books. So all of this is done in the apps. And even they said, like, even, like, if you have an app, like a, a Fire TV or an Apple TV, you can actually read the comics on your huge TV. So yeah. everything's is, available in the app. Yeah, which is really cool. I'd, it'd be interesting to see what it's like to read a comic book on a TV. I don't know if many people will actually do that, but it's cool that they make it an option because then it's like, it'd be weird if you were using the app on your TV and that feature was just, like, locked. Like, oh, you can't read comics on your TV. It's just like, what are you doing, people? Um but the oh, I'm question, gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. <laughs> but the question I have when it comes to specifically these movies, uh, you know, they have like a trailer out there that's uh, kind of uh, revealing the DC streaming app. You know, showing off old Wonder Woman, old uh, you know um, Superman, Batman movies. But so far, the quote unquote DC EU is not anywhere in these trailers. No hints to Batman vs Superman or Justice League. I mean, honestly, I I wouldn't care. I'm not gonna watch those movies again. But it does make me curious why those aren't popping up in the app. You know, is it possibly um, streaming rights maybe are locked into um, HBO? Because I know HBO gets these movies to stream. You know, I would think if they had the ability, they would throw it on there as soon as possible. I mean, like, Wonder Woman's a great movie, like the, the current run of Wonder Woman. You know, they're promoting, they're starting to get leaks of the new movie coming out. Like, why wouldn't you put Gal Gadot front and center in your sizzle reel for your new app? So... I don't know. Maybe they have to wait for some contracts to expire for that stuff to be folded in. Uh, I that's I'm I'm curious yeah. when those bigger things are going to come to this app. I am probably not. And I think that's maybe why this trailer is targeted to older stuff because we have the ability to easily go watch all those things right away. The other things you mentioned, the new shows like from Man of Steel forward. But where can I go watch the animated series legally right now, Mike? I mean, well, that's, th- that's my well, question. Like, I'm well, like, I would love to know all this old stuff. Well, unless the animated series has been removed from Amazon, it was on Amazon Prime for a while. I mean, they could have easily have pulled a Young Justice thing uh, where they pulled it and getting ready to drop it on their new streaming app. But uh, you know that when this Disney streaming app comes out in a year... Uh, if they are going to be putting all the Marvel titles on their streaming, all of their big, like, huge, iconic Disney movies, oh, they're they going to be front and center in that sizzle reel. So I don't know if maybe this is just kind of like a soft launch, and then there's like a phase two, maybe next year, where they kind of can put their bigger titles on there. But I would think eventually you got to put your big movies on this oh, app well, to well, really no, sell no, it. No doubt, but I, I think they don't consider those big movies anymore because a lot of those have, in fact, been tanks Um, (laughs) yeah they're not very they're not held very high right now wonder woman is of course but um you know i think that's that's one of the newer ones but i mean everyone like there is not a person who's like oh i really hate batman the animated series you know they put a lot of stuff people truly love on here and really like so i think they're like hey remember all this old stuff that you may not be able to find easily you can come here and watch it because uh, I don't even know if you can go to iTunes and buy a lot of this stuff either. So Yeah, I'm not sure. But, I mean, like, imagine if uh, Aquaman drops later this year, and let's imagine it's, like, a really great movie. Knocks it out of the park, uh, maybe makes some uh, box office records. Everybody loves it. 
Uh, Jason Momoa is awesome and infectious. Uh, gets greenlit for five more sequels, and then when it gets released on digital, goes straight to the DC streaming mm-hmm. app. I mean, that's going to be a big seller. So, uh, I have a, I have another question that I think we're going to touch on later in this. Uh, a few more bullet points down, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's keep yeah. on moving. So the next thing we got is some information on uh, the Titans show here, mm-hmm. um, and mostly a description of the show, uh, which should launch with the service. Uh, it is, and this is where you're going to have to explain to me a little bit more because I haven't watched Teen Titans or any of those shows on, like, the older cartoons. I think you, you've seen some of them, like maybe mm-hmm. Young Justice and then. But Dick Grayson and Rachel Roth, a special girl possessed by a strange darkness, get embroiled in a conspiracy that can bring hell on Earth. Joining them along the way are the hot-headed Starfire and lovable Beast Boy. Together they become a surrogate family and team of heroes. Hmm. That so that sound- sounds... That sounds pretty interesting because I like the idea of maybe uh, the villain being a, a fantasy angle. It's just not some sort of like roided out bad guy, like possibly like a Slade that's just trying to like take over the city. Could, so, I mean, be he a Trigon. I, I, people were assuming this might be Trigon with the Hell on Earth angle. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I I don't recall the name Rachel Roth, but this she's, does. She's Raven. She's Raven. Oh, okay. There was a there was a similar type of. Um, episode i actually think in one of the young justice seasons where there was a a girl kind of connected to uh the dark side but uh yeah i like this idea of a kind of uh the metaphysical spiritual bad guy so we'll have to see how this goes um yeah i'm definitely excited to see this so it's good that it's launching with the app yeah and we got more information on this later we actually have a whole titan section so we'll, we'll come back to this uh harley quinn the show we got our first image from the show here mike um, looks um, pretty pretty goofy, if you will. Um, it's got what Clayface, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy is what I can make out here. But then we also got what the uh, the Shark Man from the Flash, Captain Condiment. I, I don't know who else is going. <laughs> I kind of I'm, I'm, this is the first time I've seen this image, and like I'm digging the art style. It, it definitely has a little bit of a a wacky realism to it. Uh, it almost kind of looks like a comic book panel, just looking at kind of like the the flat layers. Uh, yeah, I'm uh-huh. digging it. I can I feel like I can tell so much more about the show from this image than when we just kind of saw that title reveal of what it looked like. So yeah, this looks this looks fun. This almost kind of looks like the the villain Cantina from I don't know if you watch um, how it should have ended on YouTube. I've seen some of them, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it kind of looks like a a fun bar for all the villains to hang out at. So, yeah, I'll give this a shot. This looks fun. And it looks more mature, too. I mean, you don't make a – you don't draw ladies with uh, stacked upper bodies, I think, in a a bar with liquor and bottles being thrown around uh, for kids. Cash register (laughs) filters will be shot. You know, I mean, I'm excited to see where this goes and how it goes. So we've got a little synopsis for this as well. Um, Harley Quinn follows Harley's adventures after she breaks up with the Joker and strikes out on her own in this new adult animated comedy. With the help of Poison Ivy and a ragtag crew of DC cast-offs, Harley tries to earn a seat at the biggest table in villainy, the Legion of Doom. Oh, that sounds fun. So she's trying to earn her stripes. I wonder if this takes off, if maybe we'll see another um, another hope for the Deadpool animated series. You know, uh-huh. it, always, it always seems like somebody has to blaze the trailer a little bit. So um, what, Dis- <laughs> Dis- Disney said that they would put their kind of more adult content, I, I guess adult <laughs> in quotes, uh, on Hulu instead of their streaming app. So maybe we can get our Deadpool streaming um, streaming on uh, Hulu. 
Yeah, I mean, it's always funny because if there if there's any characters who are pushing the R-rated or TVMA envelope, it is either Harley Quinn or Deadpool. <laughs> and um, sometimes those fan bases for those two characters are the worst to be around. So, uh, uh, yeah, we'll see what it does. It looks it looks fun. It looks interesting. I like the cast offs. You know, the the C-list characters. That's always a good choice. Young Justice Outsiders probably your biggest anticipated thing to come here i think mike Ooh, i'm excited uh, we got our first image from that and i can tell you maybe half of these characters now <laughs> uh, i think so yeah they've oh. uh their their look has evolved uh throughout the series so it's kind of hard to uh keep up i don't i think the bottom right character the kind of hooded ninja uh-huh. i think that's a new character i don't i'm not saying that she's necessarily new to her her name is spoiler is that New to uh, you? Yeah, I think uh, I think she's new to the show. She might not uh. necessarily be new to the DC universe. You know, uh. obviously, it could be a character out there we don't know of. Um, but I think she's new. Uh, I think that's Red Arrow. Yeah, that you got... was Huntress. Huntress, I think, is the one in the red. No, yeah. Huntress is usually in purple. I thought. Um, yeah. But the Young Justice. I think this will probably end up launching with the app. I'm hoping because they are having a. Um, a panel at comic-con this year and i feel like they're gonna they're gonna show off the first episode so i'm gonna make sure i try to get to that panel so i can watch mm-hmm. it yeah it's definitely interesting um i i, I had to go through the list of these characters earlier because i'm like that looks like wonder woman but i think it's like Supergirl or something like that i think it's like Rob. i think it's like wonder girl or something wonder girl, there we go i think Kid that's a, i mean I knew, that's kind of <laughs> i knew blue like, beetle and robin that was it i'm like yeah okay. That's like the that's like the hurdle you have to take with the Young Justice shows. Like these are all like the kid versions of all of the. They're like all sidekicks, but then throughout the series, they've all graduated to normal Justice League members. So they're not really young anymore. They're just younger than like Superman and Batman. So it's a it's a little hard to follow, but it's a damn good show. Yeah, and lastly, uh, the Doom Patrol Swamp Thing. They just went ahead and reiterated that that will those shows will debut in 2019. As Swamp Thing hasn't started, and Doom Patrol, I don't think, has started either. So I'm I'm glad to see new shows coming out as they move along. That way, mm-hmm. it's always fresh content rather than just all the old stuff. Yeah, I I do know Doom Patrol is kind of starting to. Um, uh, begin like pre-production. I know they're yeah. they're they're going around town hiring people, so we'll probably see Doom Patrol maybe before Swamp Thing. Yeah, I I think so as well. I think um, Doom Patrol it, they their spinoff they have already filmed their episode in Titans, so mm-hmm. I think they've already got the characters this and this will spin off into that. So that's, yeah. that's cool. And lastly, uh, comic books is probably the biggest question here. Uh, they've talked about a curated comic book selection in the app um, that rotates with the content. So you can't access every DC comic at once, but they do have every comic available from Action Comics through like even the most recent Justice League. Yeah, that that's, from. that's like the sneaky marketing line that I'm curious how long it took them to tool it. Because if you just kind of breeze it real quick, they're just like, oh my gosh, they have everything from the old stuff to yeah. the new stuff. It's like, no, no, no. Their curated selection will span their whole catalog and different kind of points. So, I mean, I guess uh, I don't really know what the tactic behind that is. Maybe not to undervalue the app where you can already buy comic books. You know, maybe uh-huh. they maybe they don't just want to, like, have that evaporate into thin air. But it might be kind of interesting to see how somebody curates this list. Maybe, like, one month it'll be, like, Robin month and you'll be able to read all the titles that Robin was involved with or something like that or maybe when Aquaman comes out later in the year maybe all the curated titles will be around that character so it might be kind of interesting to 
to kind of maybe catch up on old characters um, curated-wise? Because if you just kind of throw, like, a brand-new person in the comic books, they can get kind of intimidated. They don't really know where to start. So maybe this will be a way to help them start. Uh, they just, yeah. you know, hold your hand a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And if they're curated by people, I think that'll help as well, rather than just saying, if this comic has the tag Aquaman, make it available. Because yeah. that would just be overwhelming overall so I, I also think you know dc doesn't put a lot of emphasis on their digital comic books o- overall so um this little bonus is i think that that makes it a little more fun than than usual uh-huh. so uh yeah i mean overall i mean we're not the, the biggest most recent dc fans but there's a lot in here for everybody to love i think mike and uh I, we signed up for the beta you can head over to their their website and sign up for the beta if you want to so hopefully we get to hear back from them and then get to jump in on this so we can report back to you guys. So, uh, so how much would you pay for this service, Mike? I guess if we just guess, I you know, ballpark in this service. I I would love to pay like maybe five ninety nine for it or like maybe seven ninety nine, but it would I, they would be hard pressed to charge anything over ten dollars. I think once you kind of got to that, you're just like. Well, Netflix is basically the same price, you know, and I get so much more. So, yeah, the price point's going to be really interesting. Uh, do you think um, – I think, again, my, my assumption here, they're going to have an initial price that's, like, lower than the, the, what it'll go up to after, like, two months or something like that. Like, if you get in on it now, it's six ninety nine for a year or something like that, and then afterwards it'll be, like – Nine ninety nine. Mm, maybe. So, I, yeah, it's got to be under ten. Month, or, yeah. They're going to be. Cr- they would be crazy if they like were charging like HBO prices for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they are crazy over there, Mike. We, <laughs> we know this firsthand. But let's go back to Titans. Titans gave us some new images uh, to look at Brenton Thwaites in his costume coming up in the Robin uh, as Robin in Titans, and he's supposed to evolve into. Um, what is it, Nightwing later on? But he he is in San Francisco doing Nightwing stuff. So yeah, that is stuff. that is a uh, one grizzled teen. I know it's not called Teen Titans, but he is a uh, he's looking pretty fierce. They 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 have a lot of room in his uh, like chest armor for some pecs. I don't know if he's quite filling it out, but he's looking pretty wide. So I, I could imagine this guy like tussling with some bad guys now. In this, he supposedly hates Batman in this universe. Do you think that this is a spinoff of the dceu do you think that this character i think this costume would fit into the dceu very easily um do you think they'll try to do that or make it its own thing yeah it's it's weird because titans is gonna have a higher budget you know per episode than any of the other cw shows would have so i feel like the costume is almost this middle ground between the two universes where it's like, you know, if they didn't have as much money, you know, maybe they would dial the costume down a little bit for Robin if it was on the CW, but I feel like it might have a little bit more finer details if it was on the big screen. So I feel like we have like this nice kind of higher budget streaming uh, costume that's, that's working for me. So uh, yeah, I'm getting like this middling area for the costume. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so, I mean, as well. But do you think that the universe will exist in the DCEU, or will it be a third separate, or I guess fifth or sixth at this point? <laughs> they, they fractured so many. But I um, think I think scholars for decades will be trying to decide how the DC universe has fractured and what goes where. <laughs> we have not enough yarn to do this. So, yes. Uh, but, I mean, anyway, he's not existing with Batman, so we'll, we'll play it by ear and see, see what goes I haven't done a comparison. I don't think this is the same one from Justice League. So, 
uh, the Robin co- or not just Batman v Superman. I don't think that's the same Robin costume. Yeah. I mean, it would be kind of strange considering this is coming from like the same studio that's making all of the Warner Brothers CW shows. So it'd be it would be weird for them to try to pivot and try to fit it into the DCEU when they've had so much experience doing stuff on television. So I feel like they're just going to for as long as possible try to keep Titans in its own little bubble and like just wait and see what happens. Like they're going to maybe wait until an executive tells them, "No, no, no, pivot this into the DCEU or no, 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 go ahead and pivot this into your Arrowverse." So I feel like there's a lot of questions still up in the air with Titans. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess my point is, which one do you want? Do you care, even? I mean... I almost don't care. Like, just make a great Titan show and then worry about all that stuff later. Okay. Well, in that case, then you'll be disappointed they are not taking Titans to San Diego Comic-Con this year, Mike. No panel. Why not? Uh, That doesn't uh, make any sense. (laughs) Yeah, maybe they're trying to rush the production to get it done, um... So they can have it in time for the streaming app. Oh man, this would have been the perfect time. I mean, you're yeah. launching an app with the show. Comic Con's literally around the same like months that you're probably going to launch it. I feel like this is dropping the ball. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know, but they're they're not going. And the pilot will focus on the characters Robin, Raven, and Starfire. So probably less Beast Boy. Is there a fifth character I'm missing, or is that just Cyborg? Well, I mean, Cyborg was uh, famously known for being in the cartoon series that was very popular. I'm not sure about the original Titans in the comic books. But, yeah, yeah, Cyborg is supposed to be in the series, right? I think it was the, maybe, I thought it was Doom Patrol that he was in. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm anticipatory waiting, uh, possibly another cyborg because I'd like to see how they do him, like on a on a TV budget as opposed to the graphics card that we saw on the big screen. You know. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think I think he's in Doom Patrol, which is a spinoff of this. So they maybe they have their own universe set up already and ready to go. So mm-hmm. we'll see. For that, uh, something we'll probably definitely get at Comic Con is Wonder Woman eighty four, mm-hmm. and we have our first look here at. Uh, Kristen Wiig as Barbara Minerva, who will play Cheetah later on. And <laughs> this uh, is this is still really hard for me to wrap my head around. She's such a she's such a comedic actress, like known for all of these hilarious roles. And I'm not saying it's impossible for somebody funny to pivot into into drama or action. You know, I think it's actually very easy since usually a lot of people say comedy is the hardest thing to pull off. But isn't it just so hard for you to imagine Kristen Wiig as like a bad guy, like trying to punch Wonder Woman? <laughs> Yeah, so looking at this photo, she's here in, like, this natural history museum, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Surrounded by every animal except a cheetah, I think. Um, and she's in the clothes that puts her kind of like, I'm like, oh, this is um, how I kind of imagine her, like, sat- one of her Saturday Night Live sketches where she's about uh-huh. to make fun of, like, some archaeologist or something. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this could be funny. And then I'm like, wait. She's got to dress up like a cheetah later or, like, turn into one. So we're going to see where this goes. Yeah, I'm going to have to see a trailer for sure. Like, And the costume is going to be a big thing, too. This makes me think that maybe we're not going to get maybe the typical cheetah costume or maybe not until the third act of the film, so maybe we won't even see it in the trailer. Yeah, I don't know. So many questions about Kristen Wiig. I'm not not worried. I'm just curious. It is is a big – it's a big question mark. How does Steve Trevor back – and how is Kristen Wiig going to be Cheetah? Yeah. <laughs> Again, we, we love Wonder Woman. It didn't do us any wrong, so we'll we'll just trust it. We're going to we're going to sit back and just let it happen. Much like our next topic here, <laughs> Morbius, the Living Vampire is getting a movie. 
Oh, for God. sure, almost this time, with Jared Leto cast as Dr. Michael Morbius. This doesn't this help. Movie. This does not help cement the idea of this movie getting made, considering Jared Leto gets attached and unattached to like a Joker movie like every other week. Um, oh, so. he, he's still he's still been attached. He hasn't left those. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see. But um, yeah, well, I mean, what is the main question we ask here? Do we ask, is Jared Leto a good Morbius? Do we still continue to ask, do we need a standalone Morbius movie? Like, what is going on here? I, I think I, of all the actors in all the world, I don't like, I, I, I despise very few of them, and he is one of them I despise. And oh, wow. Does. Wow. It's just it's something about him, man. He just comes off so smug. Um, my favorite scene in Fight Clubs where he gets his face beat in. So there's that. Well, you you saw Blade Runner, right? The I did. And, yeah. Did you did you like him in that? He, he came off as some sort of pretentious douchebag. <laughs> I, he's not he's not something I remember when I think Blade Runner 2049 though. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he he is very damaged as a joker, if you will. Um but you know, I just uh why this movie? Why this character? <laughs> Why? Why? Why this like you Tony has a lot to choose from. Now, I would choose this over a silver and black movie, of course, um, because I would like to see different genre movies in, in superheroes, and this leans into supernatural horror more than any other. And who knows if New Mutants will actually make it out of the Fox-Disney merger. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I really yeah. hope it does. I'm really excited about that one, actually. But um, why? Why Morbius? The the Venom movie is going to be so so telling here later in the fall, you know? If it just doesn't do any good, this movie may never come to pass. But if if I'm trying to have the best attitude possible, you know, if I work at Sony and I like have a vested interest, the best possible thing that I could imagine happening is that the Venom movie is like solid, knock it out of the park. I mean, you got Tom Hardy, who's a, a star. Everybody loves him. Uh, and if he knocks it out of the park as Venom, great. You got one villain movie in the chamber. Uh, Jared Little comes in. He plays a Morbius. Bam, knocks it out of the park. Maybe they actually could build this kind of pseudo, uh, like, sinister six-type uh, side universe. And then all of a sudden, it's just this giant wave that falls into Peter Parker's uh, lap, maybe in, like, Spider-Man 4 or something like that. That would be kind of interesting because all of these villains would be new to Peter, but we we would all know them intimately already. That could be kind of fun, but it's hard to kind of envision all of this happening when you know it's coming out of Sony. You know, um, if, well, if, I, if Kevin you, Feige if Kevin Feige has some sort of talk, you know, some sort of influence, maybe. I mean, I can't. I don't know how you feel about Sony every other week because you're loving into the Spider Verse, who is uh, the same producers as these two movies. But yeah, but. I'm, but you're not on board with the live action one, so I don't know. Maybe it's just the the animation love side of me, where I can either look past it, or maybe since technically, yeah, there are similar producers, but it's it's a sub studio. You know, it's Sony Animation Studio, so I guess you got different talent working over there, kind of different ways that you tell and structure story. So maybe that's the maybe Spider Man in the Spider Verse is going to be a total fluke. Maybe it's going to be great and nothing else coming out of Sony that's not touched touching kevin feige will be awful i don't know movie, what if that movie's awful and venom's good oh no chris don't tell me that i'm just i'm, just, <laughs> I'm throwing out hype you're throwing out hypotheticals here that this could all be in spider-man 4 so let me just 
So I, I don't know why Morbius. I had to explain who Morbius was the other day, and everyone's like, oh, it's Morpheus? I'm like, no, it's not Morpheus at all. There's a so, B in there, man. Not enough. <laughs> this was literally like two weeks, two weekends ago. Last weekend, actually, yeah. So um, I don't think it's a popular character, but if we can get Blade maybe in it later, I'm okay with vampires. Yeah, like, uh, I'm trying to imagine a Spider-Man movie without Spider-Man, basically. And it's hard to do... Uh, when you're detaching yourself so far kind of from, I don't want to say the wall crawling, because we know Venom is probably not going to be shooting webs in this movie. It wouldn't make any sense. But when I kind of en- envision Venom, you know, I, it feels like Spider-Man to me. I feel like Morbius is just a villain a little bit too far removed from Spidey. Oh. You know, he's like a vampire. Like, it, this reminds me more of Blade, I would say, than anything Spider-Man related. So, like, what do you do? Are you trying to... Are they going to fold in, like, a different Spider-Man person? Like, well, so, I mean... This, I don't, it, it seems like a long see, that's shot. that's the thing. That's, like, why I think this would work more than Venom would. Uh, because there is, like, he... Yes, he debuted in Amazing Spider-Man, and people might remember him from the animated Spider-Man show but in the books he's always been a part of the midnight suns which are like the mystical group of people uh or the legion of monsters so i mean he doesn't this character doesn't need spider-man to to exist on his own but at the same time what what are you bringing to the world with this character like what different thing are you doing and i think the difference is you know a horror supernatural horror genre okay but I don't. It doesn't need Spider-Man to exist. He can live on yeah. his own. Well, it's like so. Imagine making this exact same movie, but maybe his his name isn't Morbius. It's just like a like a just a vampire movie. Like if you were just gonna make a vampire movie in Hollywood that wasn't attached to any IP, that better be an amazing director, amazing writer, amazing performances. Everything better knock it out of the park because that's the only way you're just gonna kind of make a generic vampire movie entertaining. So I feel like they're almost just propping the idea up on the fact that it's in the Spider-Man universe and that'll make people go and see it. So but we don't know if it's I, in I Spider-Man really... universe. That's the only. That's the thing. We don't know if Sony can well, even put this character in with the same word Spider-Man, you know, until Marvel's done with their thing. Oh, man, uh, <laughs> this is just, this is crazy. I feel like I gotta, we have all these, like, watchful there's eyes There's a lot of questions like, about what, this. What's gonna get messed up in well, our... There's a lot of question marks movies. on this one, just as just as many. But but apparently, yeah. the, the, the whole point of this Jarletto is, he will not impact the role of his Joker in any DC films, should he choose to, to reprise them, so... Um, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix might might affect him a little bit more than Morbius will. I think the title of this episode is "We Have So Many Questions." There are so many questions. There, there. <laughs> we have less answers, and that's that's we're not used to having no answers, Mike. <laughs> but Sony will be at San Diego Comic Con this year, Mike. So you may get a chance to see what's going on with some of their stuff here, um, including Into the Spider Verse and Venom. They're both going to be there. On they have, a, I think, their own panel, and they might even be on the floor for you to learn more about them. So. Yeah, well, I mean, that makes sense. They're, that is their slate for this year. Um, I would expect maybe um, maybe not a Spider-Verse trailer, but I could definitely see like a San Diego Comic-Con Venom trailer that might drop on YouTube maybe like a couple minutes after their panel ends. So, you know, maybe when I come back from Comic-Con and we're doing our roundup, maybe we'll be talking about another Venom trailer. Yeah, it'd probably be the last big one before maybe would tickets go on sale. July, August, September. Uh, no, it's yeah. October. They'd be too early. 
Um, but yeah, I can totally see that. I mean, maybe Into the Spider-Verse may not get some, but I mean, we know there's going to be a bunch of other characters in there. Maybe they start showing the designs for all the extra Spider-Man characters they've created for the, the movie. Uh, I could see like a, a series of character posters coming out of Comic-Con. Yeah. Look at all these different uh, guys that are going to pop up in our movie. And then since it'll be out of context, only on a poster, you'll be questioning like, oh, uh, how much is uh, you know this Spider-Guy going to be in the movie or this Spider-Girl? So. Oh. Um, we'll have to see. And with Spider-Man: Far From Home starting production in just a week, actually, I think I think here in July, um, I don't think they'll bring any footage there, but they may they may talk about it a little bit. They may give the final announcement of of Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio in the movie. So, um, maybe some concept yeah, art. I mean, I'd love to see a new suit. I mean, if they they decide to show it, but. I'm going to make a prediction, oh, no. Chris. All right, I'm bringing in Mike's prediction corner for one quick prediction. I'm going to guess we're going to see concept art of uh, Tom Holland in his Spidey suit uh, attached to the side of some iconic um, European or London building. So it could Big be ben. Uh, the Big Big Ben Tower. I think it's the most obvious. But maybe they're like, no, in their marketing department, they'll say, that is too obvious. Maybe put them on the... What's the building that the Queen lives in? I don't know what it's called. Is that well, if you don't know the name, of it, I don't think that's going to be good either. What about the Ferris, the big Ferris wheel they have on the, the, the oh maybe yeah, on the river? Or there's like a isn't there kind of like an iconic bridge that goes through? Yeah, there London too? Bridge. I've been falling down. Oh, <laughs> that's the lo- so that's what I'm guessing. It'll be either be concept art or maybe like um well since Spider Man's maybe a first logo visual. Yeah, Title he's card? always like in like some sort of CG. Maybe he'll just be a, a, a render of the scenario. But Spidey's coming to London. That's my prediction. And that when it comes to releasing some, all right. Well, that that's there you go, Mike. That's a solid corner. prediction for once, Mike. Let's see what if it comes true. <laughs> thank, you know, thank you. And it's low stakes prediction. It's true. Too. So if 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 Spider Man's over at Sony, that means Marvel Studios again is not going, but Marvel TV will be there this year. Um, uh-huh. I think you got to see the Ghost Rider car a couple years ago when you were there for the first time. Yeah, I, I got to see the car. I got to see the reveal of. Of Ghost Rider coming to Agents of Shield, yeah, the TV panels can be pretty fun and a little easier to get into than the movie panels. That's yeah, so sure. this year um, they've got a couple days of TV panels. So they starting with Marvel Rising, which is that animated show featuring most of the female characters. Oh yeah, uh, that's Iron right. Fist season two, you'll get a look at it. Uh, Ugh, we'll see. Look, we'll see. look, look! <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. In Luke Cage, they say Danny Rand is one of the highlight episodes in this season, Mike. So okay, all right. I haven't yep. gotten there yet, so I don't know if that's a spoiler for you. How long I have to? Wait I, to see I it, it's fine. I, I don't care it. how long it is. I mean, he could be at the end as long <laughs> as he's good. That's what matters. Uh, so our right. season, Cloak and Dagger will be there. Uh, they're in the middle of their season right now. I think episode five is just airing this week or last week. The Gifted. I always forget about the show from Fox, the X Men. They'll be bringing it there. Uh, Marvel Animation has a whole panel, including I think some of their TV shows. I think Black Panther's Quest, maybe a movie announcement if we're lucky. And uh, Legion will be back there, but they're keeping Legion under, like, keeping it close to their chest since season two just wrapped up. So we have no idea what season three is going to bring. So, huh? That well, I'm glad uh, Marvel's going to be there in some aspect. I mean, their their booth will be there for sure. Their booth is always like crazy packed. Um, there's uh, always these like security guards that have to keep, that has to keep traffic moving because there's just not enough square inches for people to stand. So if they start spilling out into the causeway, people start freaking out. It's it, it's a it's mania over there. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be a little tempered since I don't think we'll be getting any huge stars coming through because they're all busy filming movies. Well, also that and also I mean they always have comic books there. So 
um, Marvel Comics, you know, where they, where they started from, they're always a big presence there. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pause. Speaking of Marvel Comics, Mike, one of my favorite characters returned to comic books this week. The Sentry, number one, came back oh. out in comic book stores this past Wednesday. And I gave it a read, and it, all the characters are there, just like I remember. It's picking up later. Um, kind of filling in where he is. I'm really excited to it. The, the first volume is called Sentry World, and I'm just really excited to read this series, Mike. I am... I'm I'm always curious about the strategy of re-releasing uh, or returning to old characters in the comic books because there's got to be there's got to be a reasoning behind it. I feel like they're not just going through like a spreadsheet of like oh what character haven't we rebooted in a while. I wonder if maybe they came across uh, an like a, a writer that they really liked and asked them what they wanted to do and they're like oh I want to do Sentry and they're like okay let's do it or maybe they're trying to be a little bit more strategic and saying oh this is a big character that we haven't really seen in any sort of live action aspect yet. Maybe we reboot him and kind of see how well, uh, he fares out there in the world nowadays, and maybe he'll get a, his own on-screen persona sooner so or later. So, kind of, the reason I think this one is, so The Century um, was in a book called Contest of Champions uh, a couple years ago, like two years ago. It's like a 10-issue series. Mm-hmm. And then he showed up in a recent run of Doctor Strange, um, where Doctor Strange, because Doctor Strange helped them in the original series, and so... Um, in here, Doctor Strange was helping him again, and that's the same writer, or not, I don't think it's the same writer, but that's where the, his return kicked off from. It was from a Doctor Strange uh, side story of like four issues. So, um, I think the issues sold really well and were picked up, received. Uh-huh. Really, so that's why they kicked off. It's like why we see you talked about the Cosmic Ghost Rider. Uh, he's getting uh-huh. his own series because people just responded to him so well. So um, I, I think I think that's what's going on because. This is not very much. Um, this this book would not work in the, the movies whatsoever that I'm reading right now. Let me let me ask you a question. If you had a, a minute to sit down with Kevin Feige and convince him, or I guess uh, uh, position his strategy for the century, where would you like to see him? Do you think? Are you thinking standalone movie? additional side character for another hero do you think he needs his own tv show and if so would it be streaming would it be network where do you think we should see the century or should we see him at all i would i used to think movie i would love a movie but after the success of legion since the century deals with a lot of his own personal mental issues the character robert reynolds and how is the Uh century and void are essentially split versions of his psyche i would love a legion style tv show for the century that would be pretty cool. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the Sentry. I think I read like one of his kind of trades that I think you recommended to me a few years ago. But kind of his claim to fame, though, is that he is like literally one of the strongest heroes in the universe, that, that right? That is correct. And then his his villain, his biggest villain is the Void, which is actually himself because he has uh, schizophrenia. Yeah, so the the only thing that makes me think that he might be a little short-changed on television, so I feel like if you literally have one of the strongest heroes ever, I feel like he wouldn't get his uh, his uh, his due visual effects, you know, possibly on the small uh, well, screen. Well, I think the thing that makes him the best is that he it's not all about his personal strengths and powers. Um, what I like is his personal internal demons that he deals with. On the regular. Damn it, Chris. I want to see him punch Thanos in the face, okay? That's what I'm trying that, to get at Is that here. your pitch to Kevin? <laughs> like we need Sentry to punch him in his yeah. ball sack looking chin. 
Yeah, just have him pop them. Like, yeah, Thanos just got to get punched in his. Uh, that's what that's what Captain Marvel's for. Captain Marvel actually uh, had a very similar logo to her. The, the Sentry did so in the comic books for a while. So yes, so the Sentry. I just want to say the Sentry books out there, Mike. So issue one's out. I know you're a trade guy, so I'll let you know when they all wrap up in the trade for the first volume. So uh, I'm really you, excited you. about that. I'm really excited. But speaking of Thanos, Avengers four, uh, this take this with a huge grain of salt, Mike. I don't normally comment on stuff like this, but uh, the cinematographer for um, the Russo brothers, who did Infinity War, on his personal website has marked Avengers Endgame as the title of Avengers four. Um. So <laughs> I'm just gonna like the cinematographer. He is. They are high up on the food chain when it comes in when it comes to a movie. I mean, they are working hand in hand with the director. I mean, they know everything. They've they've seen the scripts. They they know what's up. I would think they would be smart enough not to go on their personal website and just drop the title for the movie. But I could see Do like you think maybe, they're running their own website. When, That's my other question. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe when you're in the bubble of making a Marvel movie, especially at, at the level of Avengers, you're just swirling, surrounded in work. You know, you're just kind of in this random soundstage in the middle of you know Georgia, just constantly working. Maybe they just don't understand the climate of the movies outside of it. You know, they know they're popular. They know people really like them. But I wonder if the cinematographer has any idea that we're all chomping at the bit just trying to get a title for this next movie. But I believe Endgame doesn't fit in with that other rumor we had a few weeks ago where, like, some janitor saw what the no, title was or something. It wasn't janitor. It was the, the, the person who handles the presentations at uh, Cine Europe. So, like, the guy who uh-huh. puts everything up was able to see the title because they had the computer there hooked up with all the f- footage and stuff on it to show at Cine Europe. But on... The the cinematographer Trent Opalock he actually changed it back to Avengers Four. So if you go to the site, we only have the screenshot of what it was before he changed it back to Avengers Four. Oh, there's well, like it, well, there's so game... much going on here. Like it doesn't line up with everything because, again, the Rooster Brothers have said the title for Avengers Four was not mentioned in Avengers Three. Can we believe anybody at this point? They gave us fake movie trailers. <laughs> Why questions, Mike? More and more questions at every second. Yeah. It's fun though. This is this is the kind of like swirling rumors that because there's not a whole lot at stake here. You know, it's not like we're trying to figure out if a character is gonna die. You know, we're just trying to figure out like a silly title. So I think it's fun. All these like little uh, tidbits that we get leaking you, out of it. Do you so, think the, um, so the other title we had it was like FH Avengers FH, and we thought it was like Forever Heroes or something like that? Do you yeah. think that the the, the significance of in game is one letter? before on each one so this is eg instead of FH. <laughs> do you think that's oh yeah wow you're really going that far i didn't even think about that well so did dr strange he said end he says we're in the end in game the now right? yes yeah that's that's what i thought i mean but he didn't say there's a chance that maybe end game is just like the the pseudo tagline that they're just kind of using maybe it's just like a placeholder well, that they use during production yeah, like it could be uh what's it called like blue harvest with star wars um whatever it was yeah. called the um, production title it could be I haven't looked into production titles, but in game, it's an okay title, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm not in I'm not in love with it, but I do kind of like the connotations of it. It seems kind of very, um, it seems very um, aggressive. If you've seen three, it makes um, sense. Like it ties. Yeah, into it. I. It's weird. I can't really suggest a title for Avengers four. Like I can't think of one that I would like. But I kind of I'm looking for something kind of 
elegant. Like, I feel like I'm a really bad creative manager right now. Like if I'm like, if I'm in a room of telling people to create, create a title, like I'm not sure what I'm looking for, but I want it to be elegant. I want it to roll off my tongue and that's all I can <laughs> give you. Like, that's not very, that's not very helpful, but I feel like Endgame's not quite eloquent. That's not what I want. But I don't know what I want, yeah. so I'll just have to wait until it's announced, and then I'll it's, judge it's it. Not a, like every it's not other offensive, nerd out there. but like you could do better, is what I feel. It's a, yeah. uh, is what I would tell them. Like this isn't bad, but you can do better. So sit back down and come out with a new title. The biggest troll, if it was just called Avengers Four, like no, that's the final title. It's just Avengers, but 4. spelled F O R. Not even spelled. The, it's not even the number four. It's just Avengers Four. Avengers Four. Dot. Dot. Avengers, dot. Avengers Four. <laughs> Uh, question mark because we have all have questions, yeah. uh, but we also got some more promo leaks. Uh, probably the biggest thing this week is uh, Captain America with his like little chainmail style armor, and uh, again no beard. People are are having a hate. They want the bearded Captain America back. They they are not having this. Nah, he's not the Nomad anymore. He's uh he's rejoined the fight for the planet, and he's got his star back on his costume. Um, yeah, this is a, I, I'm digging this. I, I love, I love following Cap's costume. It's always subtle changes, but you can always kind of tell, you know, where, where he's from and it's where It's always he's getting better too. Like it's not, it's not a mm-hmm. backwards thing. Like Iron Man, you can always count it looking slimmer, more streamlined, but Cap is like, this is more utilitarian than it was before. <laughs> and lastly, the two big things are we have a, what are called Earth Minus Heroes, uh, what I'm going to call Earth Minus Heroes 1 and 2. Um, splash art of all like the characters that they're using for like licensing and like here's the characters um like where there's a thanos one with all the you know avengers coming out the side of it with ant-man showing up captain marvel uh, hulk war machine we've, we've seen all these other artworks i think was it last week or two weeks ago but they've all been redone to for these licensing purposes yeah, it looks like there's three three takeaways. You know, Hulk still in his uh, pajamas, so that's uh, holding fast and steady from that leaked concept art that we saw from the other week. Um, we have War Machine in this decked out yeah. armor. I really want to see what that looks like on the big screen because that looks fierce. That that looks Got really a huge cool. upgrade over the last couple movies. Yeah. And then I guess since we were always tracking this in every movie, uh, Black Widow's hair it always changes, it, and, and it always it's always because it goes through extremes. Just like how if Chris Evans grows a beard, we're gonna notice it. So I guess she's got braided yeah, hair. It's back now, to red so, and braided. So yeah, so we're we're running out of options. She's gone through every hairstyle. Maybe in the next movie she'll have a perm if she if she survives. You know, I have a, a pseudo prediction uh, <laughs> coming up here. I, I don't know if it's quite a prediction corner, but I did catch a, a radio commercial. I know it's, I'm 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 sounding so old right now, but I was listening to the radio on the uh, uh, on the, the AM the old AM pro- radio. Yeah, <laughs> they were promoting Ant Man and the Wasp, and they made a point to say like. The, the ending will blow you away or something like that. And so I don't know if that's just kind of cheesy marketing to get you to go see the movie. Or maybe if it's really indicative to there is quite an ending to Ant-Man and the Wasp. I don't know. But in all, in all of these promo materials, we haven't seen, uh, we haven't seen any Wasp in any of these uh, Avengers uh, leak yep. stuff. So maybe the Wasp kind of floats away into dust at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean, that could be possible. Um, and that's maybe that's why we only see uh, um, Paul Rudd. Yeah, or, I mean, if we want to go with it, uh, what if she what if she ends up doing the same thing her mom did and shrinks down to the uh, little dimension, the quantum realm, and finds out there are other worlds and time travel down there? Oh. Ugh. 
That would be crazy. That that actually be a really cool tactic. Like you know, what if like Thanos snapping his fingers really does eliminate half of all life in this universe? But the quantum realm is maybe this technically this separate um, uh, bridge to different universes. So maybe that's how. Um, the pim particles could save a person. Maybe they kind of see this wave of people turning into dust in front of them, and they're just trying to figure out how to save themselves, and they go into the quantum realm. That would be really rad. That would be kind of cool to see somebody circumvent the infinity gauntlet that seems just so godly. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like you wouldn't promote an Ant-Man and the Wasp movie uh, based on the merits of what happened in your last Avengers movie. I feel like they kind of want it to stand on its own, but that's just a random radio commercial. I really shouldn't be diving too yeah, much into that. We'll, but. we'll talk more about Ant-Man and the Wasp here in a minute. But um, the next thing we got is more leaked art from Captain Marvel, man. That's coming around the corner. We Ooh. haven't seen this. We haven't seen her yet. Um, we got The first set, we get to see her kind of up close, her powers kind of emanating from her hands, which looks really cool. Um, the suit's red, blue, and gold, so people can stop bitching about the green one that's out for the movie. <laughs> and lastly, we get the high render art, um, what looks like, you know, of Brie Larson in the outfit. Kind of how her powers are going to be displayed a little bit, uh, shooting out of her hands, so. Yeah, and we also get to see, uh, um, Nick Cage, not Nick Cage. <laughs> Nick Fury, uh, so. Samuel, I was thinking like Samuel, I was getting Anyway, <laughs> so the one of the last bits is, a, like, con, I'm pretty sure that's a concept art of Brie Larson in the jacket and boots. Um, but uh-huh. we get to see young Nick Fury, and we've seen the set photos, and but this is what he's supposed to look like, and, you know, give him a little bit of a haircut and, uh, take away the, the jacket, and yeah, he looks like a, an office desk jockey for S.H.I.E.L.D., you know? He's out, he's out doing yeah. the beat against the superheroes. Man, I would assume that the visual effects um, haven't quite got there for Samuel L. Jackson to see it yet, but that's got to be so weird for an actor. I mean, uh, I know some people have gone through it, but um, Samuel L. Jackson, imagine being him sitting in a theater and seeing your performance up on screen and they digitally de-aged you and it's like you're watching an old movie that you made that you forgot that you made like 20 years ago. It's got to be so weird. Do you think a lot of these actors watch their own movies? Yeah, I don't. I mean, they go to the premieres, right? What do you think they're? Do you think they're just like scrolling through Twitter oh, when yeah, they go? Yeah, they're, they're live tweeting the whole thing, man. They're just giving it all. Yeah, or maybe they just like after they do the red carpet, they just walk out the yeah. back door and just like walk down to. <laughs> no one's really. They've got all lookalikes. All their stand-ins are the ones sitting in the theater, and they just <laughs> shuffle them out the back. Yeah, do you want to stay here? No. Okay, well, we got your lookalike. Let's go out. So. Yeah, well, Samuel L. Jackson's a busy guy. He's like, I gotta go make another movie. I can't stand stand here and, and watch. Uh, we've seen that picture <laughs> earlier of like ten people, all born in different decades from like the past Marvel, all the Marvel movies, and like Nick, mm-hmm. like Samuel L. Jackson's like seventies, like he's up in his seventies, man. So he's cranking <laughs> out these movies like nothing else. Anybody that age. But lastly, we get to look at the current Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, rocking a Marvel vis- a Captain Marvel visual effects shirt, which may give us a look. We may get the Captain Marvel battle helmet that has taken over the more recent comic book. So, do you think Brie Larson will be rocking her battle helmet out in space? Or- I mean, that would be that would be pretty badass. I you know we see her in that green suit, so I could see the battle helmet being reminiscent of like this green kind of like army type suit that she runs around in um but these costumes do always get upgraded as we go through different movies so we're seeing concept art here for her movie but it's got to change and shift a little bit when she joins up with the avengers uh next year so maybe she'll don a helmet i mean if hulk's getting a whole like pajama set i think we can give her a helmet when she punches thanos in the face maybe i mean i just since this is specifically for the captain marvel visual effects team shirt so 
It's like, did the visual effects people, like, do they know that they're going to put a helmet on Brie Larson? And, like, they're like, oh, here... That mohawk's pretty sweet. Can we get a visual effects yeah, mohawk? Yeah, coming right cool. out, coming out <laughs> the top of the helmet. I think, I think she'll have it by the end of the movie or use it, like, whenever she's maybe practicing her powers. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'm interested to see see if that comes up because that looks cool. I mean, I mean, it's no Captain America helmet, but it'll do with that mohawk, man. It'll, it'll, it'll be, be dangerous. The Eternals. We've talked about this before. Are you familiar with the Eternals yet? Do you remember what we talked about with them? Uh, some of these like uh, uh, legends that kind of live on the outer edges of space. Something there's, like there's that. There's a planet. Um, there's the Eternals and the Deviants. Thanos's parents were the Eternals. Uh, like he comes from the Eternals planet, but he had the Deviant gene. That's why he's ugly as sin. And um, but like the Eternals in in this could also be people of like ancient. Like this is from Kevin Feige. Like. The history of the MCU are people and gods of ancient mythologies just Eternals because they were super-powered people in history rather than that mm-hmm. because they lived forever and they were from years ago. So if they do an Eternals movie, do you think that's a chance for Marvel to tell the history of the MCU a little tighter since they're dealing with cosmic stuff and history rather than just going forward? Do you think this is a good opportunity to man, open that up? Man, I don't even know. This It's just such a broad idea I, th- there's so many things that they could do. This is definitely expanding the cosmic side of things. Um, gonna, it's going to be an interesting balance for them moving forward after Avengers 4 of keeping things grounded, terrestrial, on planet Earth, and then also having this whole cosmic adventure going on with the Guardians and with Captain Marvel. And I'm hoping for like a, maybe a Nova movie. So um, it's like slowly evolving into like some sort of crazy Star Wars-esque universe. But... That doesn't doesn't necessarily sound like a bad well, the thing. The beauty of the uh, Eternals are they're essentially the Eternals are an offshoot of humanity, uh, of an evolutionary offshoot by the Celestials. So, um, I think that's a good example of they can do like yes, the the Celestials created you, and they're from space, but you're still here on Earth. Ooh, know what I don't want? I don't want humanity explained because I feel oh, like no. that's going to the that's going into a, the very bizarre alien covenant cyclical weird um, oh, no. explanation of like the prometheans and yeah humans can just yeah, yeah, be humans. no they Let's just just be they didn't like create humans <laughs> they're like they came to earth found a couple of humans like we're gonna experiment on you and that made them powered so it's it's different either way i think it's a good chance to break that because a lot of these movies are telling history and this is a chance for them to go back and like even bring thanos into this if they wanted to since he is of that line is- is Earth just a petri dish for the rest of the universe? Like yeah. <laughs> aliens showing up, making inhumans, Eternals showing up, just making weird offshoots of humanity. Like, leave us alone, yeah. man. This is why we're so mad and like punching any alien that they shows were like, up. You got too many mutants. Your mutants got... are even like even they're creating more mutants down there, man. You got to calm yeah. down. We, we can't we can't trust these uh, <laughs> these uh, terrestrial bodies showing up. They're gonna try to experiment on us. They're gonna probe yeah. us, save us, Captain America from the probing. Mike wants a good probing though. Just give him, he wants no, one, give him one good. One. He needs one good one. No, I specifically just said I, I didn't did. want I it. I think I heard that. <laughs> uh, Ant Man and the Wasp is out this week, Mike. I keep forgetting this so soon. We're already here in July. Can you believe this? Mm-hmm. No, okay. I can't. I mean, I'm so July always feels like so deep into the summer. Like I feel like I should have been able to watch the Mission Impossible movie already, and that's not till the end of the month. So uh, this, I don't know if it's good that this summer seems long. You know, the summer seems long because it started 
earlier with Avengers. Like I count my summers now since I've been out of school for a very long time. I count them based on summer movies. So since we got Avengers a month earlier, my summer started back in April, baby. Mine starts based on the school year because my wife's a teacher. So mine's been like two, three weeks at most. So, um, But Aim and the Wasp is this week. I'm excited. I've got my tickets. I'm ready to go watch it Thursday night. Uh, we will do a spoiler cast next week review episode of this. Uh, I'm really excited to revisit. I'm trying to say dark, Mike. It's so hard to say dark, but thankfully, we had the Fourth of July in the middle of this week to kind of break that up a little bit, so um, we can do that. Um, there are again two after credit scenes. Avoid reviews. Avoid anything you can if possible. This is the last week to do it. So if you want to go in blind, now's your chance. Doctor Strange 2, Kevin Feige's out of his Feige hole, like we always talk about, because there's movies coming out, right? Ant-Man and the Lost. And he confirmed mm-hmm. that Doctor Strange 2 will be happening. It's not more of an if, but when will it happen? When do they want to bring Doctor Strange back into the fold? And I think after his turn in Infinity War, which was fantastic, by the way, um, I'm, I'm ready to see more Doctor Strange sooner than later. What do you think? Yeah. You know what? Even though the first Doctor Strange movie had really crazy visuals and had a kind of very unique um, ending of how he kind of beat or defeated or temporarily pushed off Dormammu, the the movie does kind of overall feel generic. That doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It just kind of feels like, you know, a standard origin. We got our normal kind of like three-act structure and how he kind of becomes the hero. But uh, after watching the first movie, I don't know if I would have been all that excited for a sequel. Like, you know, I would have been fine just having Doctor Strange show up in other people's movies. But after seeing him show off, like, his wide breadth of, like, really crazy-ass powers in um, Avengers Infinity War, I want to see more of him now for sure. Like, he did some crazy stuff in that movie. He really seemed to be on top of his sorcery, and he seemed to really respect it now. Um, so he seems like he's really integrated it. He seems well, like the Sorcerer Supreme now, wants to protect this realm, so I, I'm down for a well, sequel I think now. I think the whole point is, it's kind of like, Doctor Strange 1 is a lot like Iron Man 1. You've got these egotistical mm. rich people who have, have to be humbled immediately, pretty much, to, to make him a hero. And um, the promise of Doctor Strange has always been like, well, what's gonna come? What's next? Like, what happens once he knows these spells by heart and he's not just studying the spells? So, um, and we uh. got to see a taste of that in Infinity War. So, hopefully, we get to see him using this knowledge against. Um, you know, maybe Mordo or other things coming up in, in the next yeah. one. I mean, yeah, one of the most iconic scenes of Avengers Infinity War is when he clones himself yeah. with that crazy, like, like ambushing spell all, all over Thanos. That was, that was yeah, it, That was pretty good. I mean, he, his multitude of spells, like he was able to push back the, the, the dust off the ship landing at the beginning. He turned in a blast oh. from the power stone into butterflies like he does just all over that thing and that he didn't hesitate one bit it was fantastic i just ah oh, that's a good scene i can't wait for that to come at home on on like blu-ray and 4k mike i got to watch that again yeah have you watched the movie snowpiercer before yet have you yeah, yes, I have. It's like one of the few movies Chris Evans has been able to do, like in between all of these uh, Avengers. Yeah, movies. and it's based on a graphic novel, a French graphic novel. Um, so it's a comic book movie. Scott Derrickson, who directed the first Doctor Strange and probably the second, will not direct the pilot of, or will not redirect the pilot of this upcoming TV show after disagreements with the showrunner Graham Manson, who ran over from Black. Um, but he did direct the seventy-two page pilot by the original uh, showrunner. 
and he says he's like I, I it's like I like what I did, but I'm not going to do these extreme reshoots. I don't believe in the vision, and that also makes me say the former showrunner also left. So when do you just kick a show to the curb and be like, too many people have left, Ooh. start fresh or give it up, kind of thing. Yeah, do we do we know what network or streaming I service this is supposed to be Showtime. coming to? Um, let me see here. I, I got to pull Ooh. up real quick. So I mean, it's a show. It's kind of like uh, what it's a um, the farther up the train you are, the better the higher class you are of people. Yeah. I'm surprised that, um, this wasn't a Netflix joint just TNT, because I think TNT. that's, that's re- cause that's really how Snowpiercer really, uh, rose the ladder was, uh, the streaming popularity on Netflix. No one had ever really watched it before that. So, um, TNT, yeah, you TNT. said, Oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I'm sure there's some good stuff on TNT, but that's just go ahead and, telling you that it's going to be what 40 minutes with commercials like every 15 i, I, don't, I, know know, I don't know if i've that. ever watched a tnt original produced show so don't they didn't they have some sort of like pirate tv show or like black sales was that I don't tnt think so. or i mean that that sounds like something more like amc or uh, <laughs> black sales let's pull it up here stars tnt TNT, what are you up to? You, you know, yeah, we get it. You're trying to get it on the on the comic book thing, but I think you're doing it all wrong. So, but I do have to say, the lore of Snowpiercer is very interesting, uh-huh. and I would like to see what happens outside of the train. Um, I mean, no spoilers because I think you should still go out there and watch the movie if you haven't seen it yet. But there, you know, at the end of the movie, the the world slightly opens up a little bit. I would like to see how things evolve. But the train's really cool. It's interesting, but. I can't imagine a world where there's like eight seasons on a single train. Yeah, I'm, Eventually, you got to get off the train or maybe build a new train I, I or, can, I don't know, move up to a blimp. I could see a couple, <laughs> like two seasons on the train because we don't get to see a lot of the day-to-day life on the train. And I think that would be interesting to see how mm. these people live literally day-to-day on just a train moving around the globe. So, mm. You haven't seen it yet, right? The, the movie? I, you yeah, seen the movie. Here, sir. Oh, okay. I watched it. Uh, I think it was at like a local like Cineplex. I actually went and saw it before it hit streaming. Oh, look! Look at you, big yeah, screen. I, know. I think <laughs> the director of um, that is it Bong Joon Ho or something like that. I forget his name. He's a South Korean guy, and it, he did really good stuff. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so TNT. The well, maybe Scott Derrickson. I don't think he'll come back to it. A character I'm not familiar with, and you're probably not familiar with, is Faith from Valiant Universe. Um, but Sony is planning on bringing this plus-size superhero to the screen. Uh, she was created in 1992 by Valiant Comics and has the ability to fly and bring others with her. And that's really about her only powers. And I'm like, how are you going to make a movie out of this plus-size woman who can fly? I mean, I've never heard, I've never heard of the character before, but... Um... I mean, all right. I I think if you remove the type of character from it and you just think of um, a valiant, because what else is in the valiant universe? Is that with um, isn't there? Were we talking about those characters that were like ninjacks? Ninjack is that, and is that yeah, ninjack and what was the the other one that the, the um, Vin Diesel's doing Bloodshot? Yeah, I'm just more curious if a valiant comic will ever make it to the big screen and be successful. Um, so if that can happen, I mean, I guess anything could happen for Faith. Uh, but yeah, I think the bigger question here is: Can Valiant get off the ground running first? Yeah, I think I think blood. I mean, there's that Ninjack versus the Valiant Universe web series. It's not out yet. I think I haven't heard anything about it lately. It could even be out. I don't know. Um, but um, Bloodshot with Vin Diesel is definitely moving forward. So that'll be the first one to land before Faith will. But Sony. I mean, there Sony's, ain't there ain't 
there ain't nothing wrong with a plus no, size superhero. So, I mean, it's so. just Sony's making some weird choices here and there. So we'll since this is Sony Pictures, we'll we'll see how that goes. Exciting news for me: Halo, uh, the t- the video game, the TV series has finally been ordered by Showtime after years of wow. talking about it. Wow, final it's showtime. All right, showtime. I see you're trying to make moves yep, here. So showrunner it was Kyle Killen. Uh he also wrote a lot of the scripts. He did the I think the movie Awake. And the director, Rupert White, who did Rise of the Planet of the Apes, uh will also direct a lot of the episodes and act as a, an executive producer. Right. Those eight movies are good. Yeah. Um yeah, Halo, I mean Talk about some crazy lore over there in that universe. They're going to have to do a really good job trying to distill that down to something I will understand because yeah. I can't really wrap my head around everything I mean, that's happened there. They've been there. working on this for but, five years, I think. So. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when the first Halo movie was introduced, I think everybody kind of assumed – you know, it would be a movie about Master Chief, mm-hmm. about the the Covenant, or is that yeah, what they were called? Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, and about these aliens and, in, and these Halo rings. But now since the game's been out for so long, the world is so huge, I'm really curious what the TV series would do. I mean, you could almost do anything. You could be maybe farther into the future, and then they're trying to maybe find Master Chief, or maybe Master Chief has been dead for a really long time, and he's just like lore that they that they don't even know if he's real, kind of like a Luke Skywalker-type deal, and then he shows up. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Uh, this would definitely be a writing challenge. Yeah, well, I think, I think he's actually got most of the scripts done, and I think that's what took so long. So... Um, Amblin TV is to produce it, so Steven Spielberg has always kind of been a big talk about this, and that's his company, so um, we actually have a 10-episode series ordered, and hopefully it does follow the Chief, because they've done those other, like, little web series. Mike Coulter was actually in one, where he played a character. Uh, yeah, they've their web series have been around for a while. Yeah, they've been doing they? the, about everything else but the Master Chief and the big battle, and those, <laughs> I mean, you lose interest really quickly, because I would, I would love to see the, the Master Chief. So, there's that. Another video game news, Sonic the Hedgehog, which is not... You can probably find it for your PlayStation, Mike, if you want to. Um, but Jim carries and talks about Dr. Robotnik in the upcoming <laughs> film. And I thought this was hilarious. Every single time I see news for this movie, yeah. I laugh. I don't, I don't. I don't know what like. I don't know what reaction is coming out of me. I don't know if it's sincere. I don't know if I don't want to see it. I don't know if I need to see this movie. But I just. It's hard for me to believe because this is supposed to be a mix of like animation and live action correct me if i'm wrong i don't know i really don't know about this (laughs) like it keeps throwing curveballs at me man (laughs) even if it's just so i don't i can't do you have questions and and the weird yes i do (laughs) have questions because i mean sonic games have been around for a really long time and you know to their credit even though a lot of them have been very bad they've done a really lot of they've done a lot of creative um leaps when it comes to the story of sonic he's saved damsels in, in distress he's been in like the middle ages like they love sonic and they love their cutscenes in those video games so i feel like i've seen proto versions of what a movie could look like so yeah i i don't know man this is gonna be i mean so i remember weird. watching the cartoon a little bit growing up um so that's cool but this is a live action cgi mix and uh, I hopefully Doctor Robotnik isn't like Jim Carrey in makeup, like he was in Lemony Snicket. Like hopefully he's just a CGI character. <laughs> but uh, and you know, and Sonic is just such a weird looking character. Like if you if if somebody who's never seen Sonic the Hedgehog before and you showed him this character and said, "What animal is this?" No one would be able to guess that that's a hedgehog. They'd be like, "Why is it blue? Like why is it standing <laughs> why does on he two have legs? Red shoes? Uh, why is he spinning in a circle? Yeah. Who is this guy with?" 
multiple tails beside him. What kind of creature is that? Yeah. So it's just kind of weird because the lore of Sonic just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But it doesn't have to when you're in a video game because you're just like, you got to go fast and you want to go fast. That's all you care about. So when you're trying to like build like an, an actual universe and story and care about the character, I just don't know how that's going to go. And the only analog I can really compare it to is this possible Mario movie that might be <laughs> getting made. But at least Mario is like a human plumber, so at least we can connect with him on that humanity level. And like we can just go ahead and just buy into the idea of like these Koopas and mushrooms and all this other stuff. But Sonic is just such an abstract idea that that's another challenge. It is, but uh, I'm Jim Carrey is Dr. Robotnik. That's pretty funny. I mean, I, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I buy into this as much as I buy into the Ninja Turtles movies. I guess it came out a couple years ago. Um, because I don't, I don't, I don't care enough and it's not going to offend me enough <laughs> to like, I, this has to be gold. I'm like, is this going to be fun or not? So we need to see some, I guess, concept art, production design, something to see how this blends yeah. together. So Give me some. Give me yeah, something. Give us something. Some, give us something fast. That's what we want. And lastly, <laughs> this just came out today. Uh, Indiana Jones Five has been delayed. The production has been delayed for a script rewrite. Um, Jonathan Kasdan, the son of Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote Empire Strikes Back and Raiders of the Lost Ark, will be uh, rewriting the script. But it probably won't make the release of 2020 at the current rate unless they rush mm. it out. But man how do you how do you save the Indiana Jones franchise it's weird saying it up. it's weird saying save it because it's like there's four movies and three of them are good um, or at least I really like three of them I know some people kind of dog on uh, Temple of Doom um, well you, well back I, I, when it was the worst of the three you could <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I mean comparison wise at least you still have all of the the you have all of the ingre- all the tasty ingredients yeah. there maybe they just didn't coalesce as well but yeah, Indiana Jones 4 just did some really weird stuff, and I don't know how you ground it. I don't know how you bring it back. I don't know if you save it. I feel like the, the best thing that you can do is just maybe make no sh- make make note to the fact that 4 was really weird. Maybe Harrison Ford is on the screen at the very, be- very beginning of the movie, and he's just like, I hate, like, there's two things I hate in this world. It used to just be snakes, but now I hate aliens. Let's never talk about them again. And then we just kind of put that to rest in kind of like a meta way. Uh, whatever they got to do, I don't even care if they re- they can ig- ignore it completely, and I'm totally fine with it. So, um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they just start the movie like, oh, hey, Andy, you remember your last adventure when you found the uh, the Grail, the Holy <laughs> Grail? The go- uh, yeah, the, I was about to say the Goblet of Fire, and I was like, wow, I'm really pitching a. Andy, did right you put now. your name in the Goblet of the Fire? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, remember your last adventure when you got the Holy Grail? Yeah, I remember. That was literally the last thing I ever yeah. did. Nothing else or, ever or happened. Remember the time you were on the show uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, according to my wife, who, <laughs> who who didn't know the Indiana Jones title? But yeah, so... Oh, man, that's a crossover. Uh, Legends of the Hidden yeah. Temple with uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Hey, oh, my Indiana gosh. Jones. There we go. That's what that's what Indy 5 is. Only 90 be. kids will understand this. Like, that's, that's what the title <laughs> of that. Um, but yeah, so he'll be like 77, 78 by the time they start production on this movie. So I don't know. Do we need Indiana Jones five? I mean, the insurance for Harrison Ford is going to be expensive. He's always almost dying on all of these. <laughs> as long movies. as he doesn't fly the his own plane in, we'll be fine. <laughs> the Millennium Falcon also almost killed him on Star Wars, which is kind of funny when you think oh, about the it. The irony, the irony of that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so again, another question uh, left without an answer, Mike, before we end the show. So. 
Uh, that's that's all news for this week. I'm very excited to get to Amy and the Wasp. Want some more Luke Cage? I just need to catch up on TV shows. So whenever our kitchen is done, think I'm gonna just be zoned out watching these shows, Mike. So the answer here is to get one of those smart fridges that have has a TV in it, so then you can just watch Luke Cage on your fridge. Yeah. Well, we have plenty of TVs that I could just drag in there, but a lot of it's out in the garage and <laughs> involves lots of sound and heat. So. Uh, all anyway, right, well, right. don't play too many video games, Mike. That's all I'm telling you. Don't try to get me involved in your video games until I get caught up on my shows. <laughs> all right, I'll yeah. leave you alone. All right, anyway, Mike, if people know what you're up to this week, this summer, where can people find you at? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, then make sure you're not melting over there in the Midwest. Where can well, they you find, can find you? me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, on Instagram, Valdan87, or head over to Comic UI. Uh, if people are listening to the show for the first time, or maybe they want to get ready to listen to our Ant-Man and the Wasp review as soon as it drops, where can people find it at? Well, you can visit us at SuperheroSlate.com. Actually, HTTPS oh. now for SuperheroSlate.com if you want to make sure that you're getting your nice, secure experience. But you can go there and get our awesome show notes for the episode that we just talked about. Uh, we talked about a lot of concept art, a lot of images on this. So it's sometimes it's really hard to track down concept art. It's really easy to find like a, a trailer that just released. But if you want to see all these images that we talked about, head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. You can get all of those nice nifty links there. And you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, TuneIn, um, a little bit of Stitcher yeah. too. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store. I think there's uh, there's cutoffs over there, possible tank top situations I think you can get. So if, if, if you're in some hot temperatures and you need to expose your arms, I, you might be I able to run confirm, on that. I can confirm my wife does own one of our Superhero Slate tank tops, and she wears it around in the summer. There you so go. It is there, so, and they are nice. They are nice tank tops. Yeah, so get some merch. We'd love that. And um, if you uh, if you want to support the show, if you, if you love us, if you want to reach out, we love hearing from you. Uh, leave us a review, leave us a comment, drop us a like, a retweet, whatever you want to do. We love hearing from you. It brings us back here every week to deliver you the show, deliver you reviews, uh, um, and we love doing that. If you're a super fan of the show, if you uh, if you want to be considered a super fan of Superhero Slate, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, kiddos. That's right. So um, we love you, and we'll, we'll see, you see you next, next week. week twice. Stay Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right, stay classy. We'll see you. All righty. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Like, it was just resting on the menu, the main menu, yeah. and it was like the...